What's up, what's up? Another week, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, The Football Academy. I'm your Sapoon tonight with Braden and Will. How's it going, dads? Uh, it's been a decent evening. Um, Arsenal won't play in Europe until tomorrow, so I have nothing really to contribute to this, just nerves. Balogun signed a contract. That was exciting. Um, yeah, that that that's it for me. We still can't score. And... And now we just got to worry about fourth. Uh, got some really, really lovely words of affirmation at work today. So I took those to heart and chose to just ignore what happened on the pitch. And it's done my soul pretty well. So I'm in a pretty Zen moment right now. So I'm ready to fritter away my pod bucks and then probably get re mad about this in the morning. Well, you beautiful, bald face in Nadine Zidane. I love you. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart. And that picture of you smiling when Casemiro absolutely takes James Muller out. And, like, Zidane's just out there smiling. That is a – like, whatever you think of Zidane, whatever you think of Real Madrid and all of that, that, that is just a beautiful picture. It's like the manager being like, you know what? I, I would have done the same thing. And it, it, it was – a great game of Champions League football, in my opinion. Like, um, Liverpool, you've won six of them. It's okay. Y'all can chill out for a second. There are some of us who have not won a single one. And at the same time, like, yo, compete for top four. Like, you're the defending motherfucking champions. Like, let's not forget that. So, you guys have a lot to play for. One game a week. I think you guys are going to be okay. But, we are going to start off at Everton, but before we do, Braden, do you want to give them a rundown on uh, how we go about predicting games here? Uh, yeah, so if this is your first week uh, listening to us, welcome. Um, if it's not your first time, welcome back. Uh, so what we do every week is we take 100 virtual dollars, we call them pod bucks, and bet on the three-way money line of all the games out there. So we'll talk about the lines, we'll talk about the games, what we like uh, to happen, and uh, in next week, re- next week's review pod, we'll tally up uh, the results and see how we all did. Absolutely. And, uh, Will, we're going to start off with the, your favorite city in England. I'm not actually if that's your favorite city, but that is where your favorite club resides. Liverpool, that is where we start. Goodison Park, Everton Football Club at plus 230, taken on Tottenham Hotspurs at plus 125. The draw at plus 235, all runners at 2.5. Before I come to you, Brayden, there was a lot said about Harry Kane. There was a lot said about Human Song. And these feel like two teams that are always just in the shadows of their neighbors. What do you think happens in a game where, you know, they both, three points here could realistically change both of their ambitions moving forward. Yeah, both of these teams are kind of hard to figure out right now because I, I I have not been impressed with Everton in quite a while. And, you know, I know some of it is Calvert-Lewin hasn't been around um, and they've very much cooled off since the start of the season. But whenever I watch them, it just feels very blah. And I have to compare that to just how much I don't ever want to give Tottenham any any credit. Um, but it's tough to really say how this one will go because these are two teams that are 
maybe better than they've been historically. And uh, Spurs, Spurs kind of especially, I, I think that the last five, six years for them, uh, they've been a, a lot better than they've been uh, kind of in the recent history of past 20, 30 years. Um, and Everton have been a team that's been on the rise recently, but that they all just kind of have seemed to lost a little bit of momentum uh, in, in this last like two months or so of this season. And so I, I look at two teams. I don't see them that good of form. I, I go back to, I'm not really impressed by anything Everton are doing right now. Uh, and I think Harry Kane is the guy who can make a difference in this match. Like I do think he can be the difference in a game that might be pretty drab overall. Like I think Kane can easily get a goal or two and, and break the match open. So I'm going to go with Spurs on this. Um, I can see lots of different results. I think this will be a pretty poor game overall, as I think Spurs will play pretty defensively because that's just what they do now. And Everton, I think, will have some control of the game. But I, I haven't really seen anything on the forward end that makes me think that they're going to actually be a threat to the Spurs defense. I don't see either team being a threat to either team going forward. Uh, I see two teams who are going to play timid uh, and the game will suffer for it. I'm I'm going to take the draw on this. It can go either way with this draw. I think it's going to be a draw regardless, but it can go either way. I could be completely wrong and it could be like a two, two really exciting, great match. And both teams wake up and figure out how to, you know, I don't want to say how to properly go forward, but flow a little bit more, I suppose. Or it can be really, really drab and just be a nil-nil that, you know, you woke up really early for and you're kind of pissed about it. And I'm going to be pissed about it because it's going to be a draw. It's going to be nil-nil. Yeah, I I don't think much of this match because I both of these teams aren't inspiring a lot in me right now. So uh, I'll say this. I wish there was a way I could hold you to being like, if the draw is not nil-nil, your money land does not count. But that's not how we can do this. Because I, I do think at the end of the day, like both the teams play in this dumbass way of like, hey, there's a 2-1 lead. There's 45 fucking minutes to go. Hey, let's defend. Like that's the best way to do things, right? Like both the Ancelotti, like I can't even blame him I mean, I can't really blame either one of the two managers. They're both Champions League winning managers, great managers in their own regard, like, you know, all of that shit. But, like, this is not the football that we want to see. And for a Friday 3 p.m. kickoff, I wish it was a little bit more exciting. So I'm going to go with Tottenham just because I I want to see Jose do something. Like, there's a chance they can make top four. There's a chance they make the Europa Conference League. There is a chance they make Europe. These Spurs fans are out here talking about Nagelsmann, and I'm like, Nagelsmann's not coming if you don't have like any sort of Europe, like let alone, like let alone Champions League. Like if you don't even have Europa League, like it, it's a different kind of a question. And I think, I I I gotta go with Spurs. I think they got absolutely bit slapped by Man United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I'm never gonna miss to point that out about Jose Mourinho. But as far as the team goes, they need to rebound. They need a result. And, you know, Goodison Park, well, for what it means this season away from home, like, this is as good a platform you're going to get. Get a result here. You can build on it, maybe make a run for the top four. So I'm going to go with Tottenham Hotspurs. But talking about top four, 
the team that has been there, my boy Jay Lings has been there. Man's been doing his thing out there. He's taking on Newcastle United. Newcastle at plus 280 at home, taking on West Ham United. Who, Bovada, you're fucking idiotic for putting them at even odds. I mean, I have nothing else to say. Bovada, we still take your lines. We respect you. A sponsorship would be greatly welcomed. But you're still idiotic for putting this line out. The draw at plus 250 over 2.5. Will J. Ling's FC, is it continuing? Or do you think, like, your boys, the ones who are supposed to finish top 10 in the Premier League, are about to take this run down? I have been served pretty nicely by putting money on Newcastle. But I'm not... You're serious. actually losing real money, though. I know. I'm losing you, real you've money. You've been served well by Podbox. I've been served well by fake currency, um, which is something that no one has ever said out loud. Like, um, hashtag Bitcoin. <laughs> never mind. Everyone said that out loud. Uh, you know what? I'm not going with Newcastle. I'm going to take them even odds. I'm going to take West Ham. Jay Ling's FC, man. Like, I'm not even going to do say something stupid here. That's legit the reason I'm going with it. He might do something that we <laughs> that we don't even know. I'm putting it for West Ham. I Newcastle lived to fight another day, but that day is not today. Yeah, for me, this is real easy. And if if you happen to be a competitor of Bovada and just heard that and would like to sponsor the pod, we are open to changing who provides us our lines. Um, but we love you. Uh, that's I mean. West Ham at even odds against Newcastle. I think it's pretty straightforward. Newcastle have been playing, you know, just slightly better uh, recently than they have. And so good for them. They're crawling out of relegation. Uh, but I think you've got a West Ham team that, uh, you know, they have something to play for. They are competing for top four. And I think at this point, this club is kind of in a why not us uh, type uh, mood. And I think that that's going to be enough to carry them at least through this match. Cause I, I don't see, yes, they beat Southampton. Southampton haven't been great recently. I, I South, just, Southampton should be relegation contenders in their own right. Just to put it on. Yeah. Very, very possibly it's the way that they played uh, this you know, the, since the start of the new year. Uh, yes, for sure. And so I'm just, uh, for me to really believe in new look, Newcastle is going to have to come. It's a better team. Um, and I think West Ham take care of them pretty solidly here. So, in a very selfish way, because I want to see Lingard do well, I want to see West Ham do well. And if they do well, I want to make money, right? At the end of the day, that's what this is about. So, I'm going to go with West Ham, because any other result really helps out my boys at the end of the day. Like, they are, what, fourth right now? Like, we need to get some separation up top. And to be honest, champion... The Champions League anthem, when the bubbles are blowing, it would be one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, no kidding. I, I know you might hate that, Brayden. You might hate that world. But, like, no kidding. Like, as a football fan, a, a fucking football club that came up in Green Street Hooligans, like, half the world knows it because of a movie, right? And it it, it would be a great story. I'm not saying it should happen or it will happen. I'm just saying, if it happens, it will be a great story. If However, it happens, they're about to have a lot of soccer dad fans coming out of the woodworks, man. Who <laughs> remember that movie? That's what's about to happen. I mean, like, 
okay, let, let's be honest here, right? Like, there, there's still talks about Declan Rice leaving. But at the same time, like, this team is not dependent. Declan Rice is hurt, and they're, they're performing. They just beat Leicester without Declan Rice. So, like, Declan Rice is not what, like, N'Golo Kante was for Chelsea, right? Like, it, it, he is a great player, and he possibly could be one of the greatest defensive midfielders outside of Paul's goals England's ever seen. We can put it out there. But, like, in English players. Don't give me that look. English players. Uh, I mean, all right. We're getting our head of ourselves here, but sure. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll go on this train with you. <laughs> so, as, as you're going along in this train, they're winning games without him. They, like, him missing, Mikel Antonio missing, has did not matter. Jared Bowen and Jesse Lingard said, hey, we got this against Leicester. And... Yes, the goals they scored, low XG. At some point, they're going to dry up. At some point, things happen. But, like, as long as the J-Ling's train's riding, I'm going to ride it with them, and I'm going to take West Ham United as well. So, hey, all three of us are going in with West Ham United. And moving on to a game that, like, last season, this game had European significance. This year, it does not really have any significance whatsoever. Wolverhampton Wanderers at minus 150, taking on Sheffield United at plus 475. The draw at plus 260, over under two. Well, Wolves going to win, right? Pretty much, man. Uh, an improving Wolves side, uh, a Sheffield United who is currently lounging around and catering hoping that someone will give them a chance, any chance, step out on the grandest stage of the mall and do their thing, but mostly they're just there to eat the cheese and collect a paycheck. I'm going with Wolves uh, because somewhere in that analogy I got lost and I was going to pick Wolves, so we're just going to wrap it up like that. Wolves should win. They're looking a better side going forward. I got lost in the thought about Sheffield, so you know how I feel about them. <laughs> so this one's pretty straightforward overall for me i think like i i think that wolves are the better team they probably should win this game the one thing that does concern me is i i do think that both of these two teams play mostly pretty defensively and so i i can see a situation where wolves just don't score and it ends up as a draw um, when I when I look at Wolves at minus one fifty favorites, I, I get that it's Sheffield. I get that Sheffield have been really really poor this season, and you know just haven't really looked outside of one game against Manchester United. They haven't looked anything like themselves from last year. And I'm gonna go with the draw. Like I think the odds are there in a place, and I just if Sheffield get one, it's really hard for me to see how Wolves get two. Uh, and so it's not the most likely scenario, but I do think the odds are good enough at plus 260 uh, for the draw that I'm willing to take a chance on this. And I can see it being pretty low scoring. You know, I, I'm going to take the draw in this. You know, fuck it. I, I'm, I'm going to take Wolves. My bad. I, I'm going to take Wolves because at the end of the day, man, Wolves are just a better side. And this is not a game I expect Sheffield United to turn up for. Like, I know they played in the championship, but at the end of the day, Wolves are so far ahead than where Sheffield are. Like, it, it is, it's kind of sad to see, but at the same time, like, that's where Wolves are. And I think they're getting something together. Like, it's taken them a long season to really find their groove. But, like, the Pedro Neto's, the, I mean, the rest of the team has been there. But 
the Ruben Nevezes and everybody else. Like they're figuring out how to play with without Raul Jimenez. And I think this is a game that they're going to go out there. And I mean, Molyneux is a fortress. I'm not really going to say a whole lot about that. But this London derby coming up. Arsenal at minus 135, taking on Fulham at plus 400. The draw at plus 265, over and under is a 2.5. I will say this, and this is going to be a real controversial statement. Towards the last years of Wenger, I would take Fulham in this situation. But, Braden, I'm all ears. What do you think is going to happen in this game? It's The one thing that gives me pause is I do think that Arsenal are going to come after a European fixture. Maybe they progress, maybe they don't. Uh, but either way, it's it's going away in Europe and having to come back on a shorter rest than Fulham will have. And Fulham are fighting for their lives against relegation. Like, with the way that uh, Fulham didn't get the win last week, uh, they kind of have to make it make it up against a better team. And they could look and see if Arsenal uh, could be one of those teams. Uh, that said, I do think Arsenal are better overall, barring injuries that they get. Um in the match against Prague mid midweek, I do think that um, they will take a better squad, and uh, you know Arsenal have their own kind of things to play for a little bit uh, because even if they don't, uh, Europa League is is obviously the route back in the Champions League, but I, Arsenal still need to try to qualify for Europe through Europa League through the you know the table if possible, and so I, I think it's going to be Arsenal here. A lot of my what I want to put my money on depends upon what happens. I can't even remember what day it is. Wednesday, Thursday, tomorrow night. Uh, if this Arsenal team wins, I he was following astrology. That's why he was doing so well. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> you know what? Uh, the Aries in me says no. Um, if if Arsenal wins, I would very handily put my money on Arsenal. If they lose, man, I'm real tempted to take Fulham because I feel like Fulham is still kind of scratching and clawing in a way that the other teams aren't. But I think Arsenal is going to go through, and I don't think a draw is going to be the bet I want to take. So I'm going to pick Arsenal against my better judgment? Question mark. So for me personally, the only reason I would not pick Arsenal is because they play Europa. Like, uh, if they weren't playing Europa League one-on-one, like, they would absolutely take Fulham to the park. And in this place, uh, in this situation, it would be Craven College is where they would take them. But, um, or actually the Emirates, which is another great park. Um I guess I have to go Arsenal in this situation because, like, both of you are betting Arsenal. But at the same time, like, if you guys have, like, a long Europe League day tomorrow, I don't know how this game turns out. Like, th- that's my only situation. Like, 1-1 one, one against Slavia Prague, right? That's who you're playing. Yeah. And it, it it's going to be a tough game. I know you had your chances. You should have taken them and all of that nonsense. But, like, you didn't. It's 1-1, you go in 90 minutes, and that's what decides the future in Europe. So, like, it's going to be a tough game, and Arteta knows, like, you need to win that game to keep your hopes alive in Europe. And if you do win that, like, I think there's a huge 
letdown factor in this game if you do like come out victorious. But at the same time, like Fulham's going to play this open, expansive style of football that they have tried for the last three months. That Scott Parker is like knows as much as his, you know, hairstyle situations. And Scott, I love you, but you should not be at Fulham. You're not that good a manager, and Fulham are just going to get relegated. And um, if this gets clipped up for next weekend, or next week, if Fulham beats Arsenal, I would absolutely laugh in everybody's faces. But uh, talking about laughing at everybody's faces, somebody who really has to do that is Sean Dyche, who is going to go to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Manchester United at Old Trafford. Man United minus 280. I don't know if we're that good a team to be at minus 280. Uh, Taken on Burnley at plus 825. The draw at plus 395. Over-under is 2.5. Well, I'm going to give you the opportunity to uh, burst my bubble of why we shouldn't be finishing second. So, I have put a lot of praise on United in the past couple of weeks, and I think it's well-deserved. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm... Y'all know how I feel about Burnley. This could be that game where the beige overwhelms, but not enough for them to win. So I'm going to take the draw. Uh, I think it's cagey. I think it is hard attack United one more time, but it's them salvaging a draw because Burnley somehow lucked themselves into a goal early. United scrape a point away. They keep on trucking for second, but again, the beige overwhelms. So put me down for the draw. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, Manchester United name equity in this line, uh, pushing them to minus 280 and Burnley up to 825. I I don't know if that's quite right, but I, at the end of the day, like United are a much better team than Burnley are, and I, I understand you know there's going to be Europa League concerns, uh, just like we talked about the previous match uh, with Arsenal. Uh, but United are in a little bit different situation. They're up 2-0. Uh, they have the opportunity potentially to get a goal early and then kind of coast through that one a little bit. And I just I don't see a reason uh, why Burnley are going to win this match. Um, you can't beat Newcastle. I, I don't think you're going to beat Manchester United. So uh, I'm going with United. Everybody knows where my bet's going. However, I mean, I, I feel like that was real disrespectful, Will, I think. Um, Matt. <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to play bad. You're still going to play well. I'm just saying, like, maybe it won't quit. Maybe they will shut you down for a little bit, and then you'll have to fight back. You're still going to play a great game. You're going to look good. It's just it's going to be a draw. So the only reason I'm open to that is because there's a midweek game. Because we have to play Granada, because of Europa League. But this is your opportunity to say there's six games to go and there's eight points between us. This is your opportunity, Manchester United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Like, hey, as a United fan, 
I remember, like, a, a lot of fans don't talk about this. Not a whole lot of fans uh, who are even, like, watching football in America remember this. Man United were eight points ahead with five games to go in 2011. The 11-12 season. Like, under Sir Alex, it was a done deal. You're going to win the league. Like, nothing else was about to happen. And catastrophe just came. Like, it all went down real south real quick, just like at Southgate. And... Everything just popped off and, you know, we lost the league at whatever supposed time uh, Kun Aguero supposedly scored his goal. However, as far as this game is concerned, I think, I don't remember the last time we beat Burnley at home. So I'm going to take Burnley just because I think Granada without Maguire, without McTominay, without Luke Shaw is going to be a tough game. Yes, we have the two-goal lead, but at the end of the day, you have to kind of navigate through that. And then coming out to Burnley, it's going to be a hard game. However, if we win this and we come out to eight points with six games to go, I will say the title race is on. Like, I have not been that fan all year long. If we win this... And we put it down to eight points with six games to go. Anything can happen because Liverpool's got to play Man City. Chelsea's got to play Man City. You know, big clubs with big ambitions of your own to get to Champions League football. Y'all got to win those games. So that's all I'm going to say. If this result holds for Manchester United, I think there's a tiniest chance, tiniest chance so anybody that's listening, don't get me wrong. I'm a Man United fan. I'll be a fan till the day I die. I'm not saying that we're going to win the league or anything like that. There's a tiniest chance if we win this game and put it down to eight points with six games to go, there's a chance. However, I'm going to go with Burnley because this just feels like a game that it's going to happen where we go through in Europa, we come to Burnley, where it's like, hey, you win this, the title race is on, and hey, Sean Dyche just said, Fuck you to everybody at Old Trafford. Like, that's how I feel about this game. I have been deeply hurt for the last seven and a half years. So I'm just going to go with Burnley in this situation. Y'all can laugh at me for all you want. Moving on to the penultimate game of the weekend. It's two teams that I wish could lose. I wish that on the first day of this Premier League season when I had to see them play against each other and everybody marvel at how great a defensive performance it was from both sides. And now here we are talking about the two teams again that I wish could be relegated at the same time. Leeds United taking on Liverpool football club Leeds at plus 375 Liverpool at minus 145 draw at plus 320 over under three. Will, how do you feel that you got both are going to play the same number of European games from here on out till the end of the season? Just fine, yeah. Because <laughs> that's the y'all only. Y'all are gonna smack them. Just, just my opinion. I think y'all are gonna smack them. I was gonna say I'm not gonna sit here in my fucking genie Ronaldo t-shirt that fits too goddamn tight next to this goddamn flag and let us go out like we did in the in fucking Champions League. We could have won that game 93 to nothing, but we can't put the ball through the back of the fucking net. This is the game that happens. I'm putting my foot on someone's throat. Sorry, Bielsa. Eat a dick. Liverpool wins, and I'm too pissed to even put more words together. Fuck the shit. We done. Mic drop. Because I don't have a mic stand tonight. 
Liverpool should win this match, and they should win it pretty handily, I think. But I do see a Liverpool team that I think has struggled at times this season with motivation, and it's going to be interesting to me to see how Klopp gets them back on. we got to focus and challenge for the top four because the top four is itself, for a team that's won Champions League, won the Premier League, is a very much less attractive goal than those sorts of things. And so I I think it's difficult to motivate players in that situation. I'm going to go with Liverpool in this match, but I am maybe not as sure uh, as, as some people are on this. Um, I think Leeds will give them a match, but Liverpool should win this game. Uh, I am going to completely disagree with you, Brayden. I think Liverpool are going to come out as a strong force and beat Leeds. I think Leeds got real lucky. They're going to ride off that high against Man City. And Liverpool have a point to prove at this point. Like, they quite possibly are the worst champions of England we've ever seen. Just going to put it out there. That we have ever seen. Like, I'm not going to say, like, 100 years or all of that, but, like, in the Premier League era, the champions that I have seen, Liverpool, they look pretty terrible right now. And they played a good game against Real Madrid. And I think the chances that Real Madrid made sure Liverpool didn't take are the chances that I don't think Leeds are going to be able to take away. And I think I think there's going to be a pretty comfortable victory for Liverpool at the same time. I mean, hey, Leeds, Bielsa, I don't like you guys, but if you guys come out with a win right here, hey, I, I will love you. I will love you um, for the next 24 hours. That is all I can promise. But I will love you for the next 24 hours. That is all I got for you guys. Having said that, here is the game between the two managers who love their statistical models to love. Hey, XG, we won. That is what both of them have said at different times in uh, this season. Here we are. Thomas Tuchel, the German Grand Potter, as I like to call him, taking on the actual Grand Potter at Brighton. Uh, Chelsea taking on Brighton. Chelsea at minus 165. Taking Brighton on at the bridge at plus five fucking hundred. I mean, plus 500 is a big-ass fucking line. Uh, draw at plus 295, over under two and a half. I mean, I'm just saying it's a big fucking line for somebody who just got spanked by uh, West Brom at home. Just going to put it out there. So, Braden, enlighten us. What are your thoughts? Thomas Tuchel, I mean, I wish we could, like, kind of, like, ad hoc record this after the Manchester City game, but we can't, so we have to do this right now. Because I do think Chelsea fans are going to react after that City game. And how, how, how do you think this whole thing plays out? It's a really tricky one. So uh, you mentioned the West Brom uh, match for Chelsea obviously didn't look that great. And that one, um, even yeah, they though, lost that five two. Yes. Just put it out there. They um, lost that five two. Just rub a little more salt on that, that wound there. Um, I, they came back with a really strong performance against palace and it was done in part by uh, leaving Werner on the bench. Uh, with two matches pretty close, uh, they had Porto uh, this week, um, 
in the Champions League. They've got the FA Cup uh, this weekend and then uh, this match. I think they're definitely going to prioritize the FA Cup match, in my opinion. And so I don't know that you're going to see that same like free-flowing uh, team that you saw against Palace. But Chelsea really are just a better team. Uh, I'm going to go with Chelsea. I think that maybe it's tricky. I'm interested in the over in, in this one because I do think that Brighton can go and get a goal. They're going to create chances and they'll be open to be countered uh, for, against Chelsea uh, after they attack. And so I can see an over as well. And that may be where I'm more interested in the money line in either of these matches. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Chelsea, but I'm not convinced. I, I agree with you not being convinced. I'm going to spitball here. Last week, I mentioned the game that uh, Brighton was in was super drab. Uh, it was against Everton. I mentioned that I thought Everton was going to play a drab game. And in my head, when two teams play a drab game the week before, one of them keeps being drab, drab, not what I've said, drab. And the other one kind of plays a little bit better. Chelsea didn't really inspire me a lot in the middle of the week. They lost five to two to West Brom, which if you're keeping score at home equals three, which is what's on the front of their shirt. That's what you get. Dumbass bet of the week. I'm going to take that line plus 500, put my money on Brighton. And just to be an extra pissant about it, it's Adam Lallana. You could have said Danny Welbeck and it made a whole lot of us happy. However, I mean, I, I think it's going to be, a Chelsea, a easy Chelsea win. I, I, I genuinely don't really see a, a whole lot of conversation. I mean, they could put out Hudson Odoi, Tammy Abrahams, Hakim ZX, who are all second string, by the way. Just to put it out there, that that is how good Chelsea have become in the last twelve to eighteen months. So it should be an easy game. I mean, Grandpa Brighton, you guys are a great team. I love you, and um. I may or may not have uh, ordered a Danny Wabak shirt. However, all that aside, Brighton, you'll be okay. Chelsea, you guys are in the Champions League semifinal. Good luck out there. This is a... So, I have to ask you both of you this. Because as a Man United fan... They... I have never cared about qualifying for Europe through a competition. I hate, and, and this is me, as, a, as this is personally me, I'm not going to speak for a whole lot of Man United fans. This is me personally. I hated it when Mourinho was like, hey, we're going to go win Europa and we're going to qualify for Champions League. Like that, because it didn't feel good. I remember those weekends. I remember every, like the last day of the season, like, Yes, I got to see Josh Harrop and all of that, but, like, it did not feel good. And you went into this one game knowing, like, your next three years depended on this one fucking game, right? What do you guys feel about, you know, the, if West Ham or Leicester are making it, if Liverpool, like, there's some big club that has to make it through the Champions League and quite possibly it's looking like Chelsea right now. 
like it's looking hard that they could make top four and win the Champions League at the same time. But the trophy is what matters. Braden, I'm going to come to you first. Like, what do you think they should prioritize right here? They're three games away from the title. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. Like, I don't know that you have to really prioritize the Champions League until you get to those semifinal matches because the final is going to be after the end of the season anyways. And so it's not like you have to really uh, focus on that match that much as far as how you're juggling uh, this match goes. For me, for Chelsea, I concentrate in the league until that match with West Ham uh, on the 24th. And then I kind of reassess. If you win that match against West Ham, I I think you try to focus on the league and try to win out. But uh, the other thing is, like, all these players play at these big clubs to play to win things and to play to win the biggest trophies, uh, which the Champions League is the biggest trophy in club competition. And so I, I think it's a really, really hard sell to players to say, we're going to prioritize the league over the Champions League, like you said, when it is three matches away. So I, I kind of think the smart thing is to, if you beat West Ham and you're in the driver's seat, to go ahead and try to get it through the league. But I don't know. Like The players are going to want to win the Champions League, obviously. And so I, I think you've got to let them have that chance. I mean, I don't want to. Well, I am going to fucking romanticize it. The league is... Here's how I meet you. And here you go. <laughs> the The league is obviously what you want to win every single year, but, like, there's a lot of romance in the story of getting the European Cup, specifically because of the way that the tournament is shaped, specifically because the guys who win the European Cup get the most money, and they get in the commercials, they get the glory, they get the fame. You get the chance to lift the biggest trophy on the biggest stage in front of everybody. Why would you not prioritize that? However, if you want that, and you want that consistently, you got to start from somewhere. And in the case of this Chelsea team, y'all have a chance to win the Champions League, and that's fine but I wouldn't necessarily prioritize it first because your results in the league have not led you to believe that you can do that on a consistent basis. Even the teams who are like in the champions league and not doing so hot in the league, kind of get their shit together and start putting performances together. Like until Chelsea can do that, maybe prioritize the league and then shoot for that glory a little bit later. If the results fall a little bit differently, Hey, reassess and go from there. Um, But me as a human being, nah, bruh, get that European trophy. Fuck that league. Be big. Go home. Big ears, baby. You want that shit. Not necessarily Chelsea. You don't want that shit at all. Let's get it together, PSG. I love you. Not really, but just do do it for me this one time, please. By the way, PSG, Pochettino, I'm, this is me literally Begging to you on this fucking podcast. I have said a lot about you. I have said a lot about you. If you can beat Man City, I will take all of that back. I will never say a word against you. You would be the greatest manager since Zinedine Zidane. He's won three fucking 
he won three straight fucking Champions League titles, so don't give me that fucking face, Will. Like, I know, I know. It's fine. <laughs> like, all I'm saying is... I made for Tom Brady. Beat Man City. That is the aim. That is got to be the goal. But I have to say this, right? Like, I, I was there... I was in high school in 2012 when uh, Chelsea won the won the Champions League title. Like, I'm not trying to make y'all feel old. I'm just saying I was in high school when I remember that happened. And now I look at it, and at the time, PSG getting bought up, Man City getting bought up. It was like, oh, shit, like, look at these cute guys. Like, oh, they think they can compete with the big boys. Here we are, like, less than a decade later, right? Like, they're in the Champions League semifinal. They're in the Champions League finals. So, I, I think, overall, it, it I'm not trying to say it does not mean anything for the likes of Mbappe or Neymar. And it, like, the players still mean everything, every bit of quality that they bring. Like, at the end of the day, we watch the game for the quality that the players bring. It's sad that the quality is funded by, you know fucking national oil giants like at the end of the day like that that's how i look at it and that's where football's gone chelsea for a lot of the young fans who are listening to this you might not know this but in 2004 chelsea were brought by roman abramovich who decided to bring this fucking revolution to football so if you're a chelsea fan annoyed about PSG and Manchester City, just know you were the seed that let it all happen. But, at the end of the day, this is football right now, and personally for me, I like this. The only reason I like this is because as Manchester United, as quote-unquote, a lot of people say, one of the biggest clubs in the world, which I don't think we are anymore, it presents a challenge on how you keep yourselves up there, right? Like for a club like Liverpool, for a club like Arsenal, it's about adapting and it's about surviving. Like realistically, that that, that is what it's become because Champions League football is going to be hard to get. Premier League glory is going to be hard to get. So years that you get that, Champions League football, Premier League glory, it, it's going to be fun. So I think... For the upcoming decade, as football goes, Premier League football is only going to get even better. I think there are a couple more buyouts coming through. And if you already haven't noticed, West Ham United's on its way. Aston Villa's doing its thing. Wolverhampton Wanderers leads United. Like, the top six, as you know of, is going to become the top ten very soon. And I think it's a very exciting time to be a fan in the Premier League. And if there's any place to get all your news, your transfer news, your betting analysis, and your post-match analysis, it is the Football Academy. So please subscribe to us. We've got Will. We've got Braden. TFA Rizzler. TFA Braden. TFA Sapoon. Subscribe to us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast or whatever podcast listening device that you use. And um, if you have any questions, leave them to us. We shall be answering them in the offseason. Let us know. We shall see you back. Liverpool still sucks. They're not going to win the Champions League. They're not going to win the Premier League. It's a happy motherfucking year. I'm happy.
Sorry, well. I'll be 33 soon. <laughs>